How does DJ Moore's dynasty value change now that he's with the Chicago Bears? All that and more this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Magic. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Magic. Kate, we had a massive, massive NFL trade right before I went to dinner on Friday. It's always so much fun. <laughs> as you're walking into the restaurant, you see a trade. But we've got the Carolina Panthers trading up to number one, the Bears sliding back to number nine, and DJ Moore is now a Chicago Bear. What are your first thoughts on Moore to the Bears? I, I think it's a, a nice, much-needed, fresh start for DJ Moore. Um, I'm really excited about it. I, I actually think that this is a, a nice show of faith for Justin Fields. Like the, the biggest issue in evaluating Justin Fields to this point has been the limited cast of weapons and how do you fairly evaluate Justin Fields as a quarterback when he's throwing to, you know, such a limited cast, like Cole Komet, love Cole Komet, but he's also a really, really young tight end. He's 23 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Darnell Mooney, really talented wide receiver, but um, missed a lot of time last year as well. Missed a lot of time. And you know what? Like he's still not, He's not a prototypical wide receiver one. Like he's a complimentary asset. Um, and I do think that DJ Mar kind of opens the field a little bit. Now, the thing for me is trying to figure out whether, you know, that low passing volume with the Bears, like, does that partially reside with the fact that they didn't have a ton of weapons and they knew they could run the ball? Um, will we see that passing volume expand as they expand the repertoire of receiving assets? Like, I don't know, but I mm-hmm. do think that like, I I'll trust Justin Fields as a passer. We saw him have success as a passer at Ohio state. Um, I, I think this at least gives us some hope because like to this point, we've loved DJ Moore, the receiver, but we haven't loved situation. So I think, just getting a new a new start is key. I hate it for DJ Moore. Absolutely hate this uh, for a lot of reasons. DJ Moore is one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, he's one of the only players in NFL history to have three straight seasons of 1,200 yards or more uh, in the first you know, before the age of 25. I, I think he's phenomenal, but he just went to the lowest volume passing offense in the league by far. Kate, last Again, year, chicken or the egg, chicken or the egg. Yes, I agree. Um, so last year, the Bears averaged 22 passing attempts per game. That's going to go up, right? If I told you they threw the ball six more times this year, it, that wouldn't be a stretch, right? No, not at all. The problem is, is even if they threw the ball six more times per game, it's still in the bottom five in the league in passing attempts. Per game, And that's my issue here is I could see the Bears being more aggressive, but if you're still going to un- average under 30 attempts per game, 
I've got some problems with that. And one of my issues with DJ Moore as a dynasty asset and as a fantasy player is he just doesn't score touchdowns, right? Like I think he had three straight years where he scored four touchdowns or fewer, right? I don't see the opportunities getting better in Chicago where they don't throw a pass, a lot of passing touchdowns. And when they do get inside the red zone, they run the ball. And actually I, I think that's smart for Chicago. They've got one of the best red zone quarterbacks in the league, run the crap out of him. I, I, I don't know if this is a huge hit for DJ Moore's dynasty value because he was being ranked as like wide receiver 22, but I don't see this improving it at all. See, I, I look at his, his current situation, right? He has suffered so much as a player because of the quarterback situation, because of the, the play. I mean, he has not exceeded uh, 50 per uh, 57% completion rate on his targets since 2019 Mm -hmm. there are three straight seasons of a a sub 57 percent completion rate which is not what you want to see for like that's that's what you might see for like a contested catch guy like a gadget guy whose one trick pony is getting targets 20 yards down the field like that feels like an expected completion rate for that kind of player that's not what dj Moore is no um so i do like in terms of what he's lost in in his efficiency as a player, um, I would certainly venture to say that this is an opportunity, uh, especially with the fact that they are a run first team. Like, I, I feel like you know we saw this. You know, I'm not necessarily com- you know comparing Stefan Diggs to DJ Moore, but we had the same concerns with Buffalo, right? We we're like, well, this is a run first team. Josh Allen runs the ball constantly what role you know there was there was some hesitation if you'll remember about Stefan Diggs uh, and his value within that offense but we saw that Stefan Diggs was a monumental type player for them enough to pivot their offensive scheme towards the pass at least in his favor and I do wonder uh, again we can't we can't compare every single situation with a running quarterback Etc. to what we saw in Buffalo, but it makes me wonder because it's not like the, we weren't moving upward in any, any way with DJ Moore in Carolina. I I think the better example might be the Philadelphia Eagles, right? In 2021, the Eagles were 29th in passing attempts per game. And then once they traded for AJ Brown, that went, not only did that go way up, uh, we saw them throw, you know, the ball significantly more this year, but it made Jalen Hurts more efficient and in turn made A.J. Brown, you know, one of the most valuable dynasty assets. Like that's that's the hope, right, is D.J. Moore is the missing piece of this offense and he makes Justin Fields just a lot better passer and they throw the ball more. So there is a little bit, a glimmer of hope for D.J. Moore here, although I'm not quite buying it. I do want to talk. I- go ahead, Kate. We'll finish D.J. Moore. Then I want to talk about Justin Fields. I think that's totally fair. Um, But – to close out that note, you said the comp is uh, maybe more suited towards the Eagles. And guess what? The Eagles had two top 10 fantasy assets in the 2022 yes. season. I don't think we're going to get two top 10 fantasy no. assets. Don't get me twisted. But I do think that DJ Moore opens up this situation. If there's anybody in my league that's being timid, a la Mo- Marcus Mosier, I'll take that opportunity to by DJ Moore because I don't think I don't think it gets any worse right like 
the instability. I don't think it gets worse. No, I, I just – so um, let me ask you this. He's being ranked as wide receiver 21. Would you put him ahead of guys like Traylon Burks, Michael Pittman, Chris Godwin? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's the tier where we can have a discussion. The next group is Devontae Smith, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Drake London, Debo Samuel. No. Yeah, I agree. So I think – I think after the top 17 is where you start thinking about DJ Moore. I I just don't know if it's a significant boost to his stock. It's fair. Okay. Uh, but I do think someone did have a significant boost to their stock uh, just this weekend. Let's talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app before. And if you've ever thought of becoming an NFL GM, or think you, you would make a good GM, you've got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty, even though that's what we do here. We talk about our dynasty teams. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect for your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. I can't tell you how much fun I had playing this game. It's it, it's really incredible how accurate it is. You're going to be doing, doing contracts, doing the draft, free agency, trades. And it's not like some of these other football games out there where the trades are so unrealistic. Like, it's, it's hard. It's a hard game, but it's also really, really fun. With Ultimate Football GM, you are going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including player salaries and terms, navigating through free agency, which we're going to be doing all this week, doing the draft, there's injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to, when you want to. Locked On Dynasty listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON, all in caps, in the game store. That is LOCKEDON, all in caps, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Okay, one player that is going to help us win a lot of fantasy football games over the next couple of years is Justin Fields, who I think is already one of the biggest winners of the Aussies. And what are your thoughts? Love, 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 love. Um, but I, I think it's interesting, Marcus, that you're so like not hyped on, on DJ Moore in the fit here. Uh, but curiously, you think he's such a big boost mm-hmm. for – Justin Fields. And I agree. I think this was a great trade for both both sides from a fantasy perspective. Because I mentioned this in our last segment. Like we have seen, and again, the the question is like how well did does that Ohio State offense translate to the NFL? Um history so far in recent years would say it doesn't translate super well because we haven't seen a lot of success from this scheme from Ohio State quarterbacks. But like, I, I think that, you know, giving him a real legitimate wide receiver one, uh, then you have Cole Komet, you have Darnell Mooney, who can come in and be the asset players, the the accessories, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, 
such a huge boost to his floor as a passer. And I think, again, we saw this with, you know, Josh Allen. We saw this with um, AJ Brown to the Eagles and Jalen hurts, like good receivers elevate their quarterbacks. And I do think that DJ Moore has the talent as a wide receiver to elevate Justin Fields floor as a passer. I agree. I think it just, it brings up the floor on top of that Kate. One of the biggest things that I don't think most people were talking about, but the talking heads on TV were, hey, the, the Bears should take Bryce Young at number one and trade Justin Fields. The fact that the Bears just made this trade and basically told you we want Justin Fields is it's telling, right? And on top of that, if the Bears believed that Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson were a significant upgrade over Justin Fields, they would have just drafted them and traded him. That's not the case, right? Not the case. So Justin Fields locked in as the Bears starter, and we j- we saw that from last year. Even with a bad supporting cast, you got a QB1 performance nearly every single week, and now that you've added weapons, the ceiling and the floor are higher. Yeah, I think like that, that probably is the most undersold aspect here, Marcus. You're right, is the fact that this signifies a commitment, right? And I don't think that like the the interesting thing about that whole thing about you know like uh, just just go draft another quarterback trade Justin Fields. It's like, do we really think Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, any of these quarterbacks coming in have the generational talent to transcend what they've constructed uh, no. to this date? Like, no, they they didn't have a a voluptuous cast of receiving weapons. They weren't setting Justin Fields up for success. And I think this move very much signals that they're recognizing that. And they think that if they do give this young quarterback with incredible mobility, but again, underrated as a passer when given, uh, you know, a, a nice cast of suitors, um, it just it it shows us that they think he can produce once they yes. give him the tools to do it. Um, and you know what? It's funny. Like I haven't even mentioned Chase Claypool and this <laughs> Mister uh, Mister Number Thirty Two overall pick here, yeah. uh, Chase Claypool. You know it again. I I think all of the moves are a very positive indictment on their future and their their considerations for Justin Fields down the yeah. road. And I would be buying Justin Fields now. I mean, I, free agency technically technically doesn't start till Wednesday, but the Bears have the most cap space in the league. Now they have a ton of draft capital, not only this year, but in future years. I think what you're going to see is them try to re-sign David Montgomery, but spend a lot of assets on their offensive line. And if they go out and sign a Mike McGlinchey, who is the best right tackle in free agency, or if they go out and get Orlando Brown, maybe the best offensive lineman in free agency, and they really improve that offensive line, you're going to see people start talking about why couldn't he do what Jalen Hurts did last year, right? Hurts had a great offensive line. They brought in receivers, you know, in year three, it clicked. This is year three for Jalen Hurts or for, for Justin Fields. So I'm, I think I'm good starting to buy, even though the price is going up because I could see, by the time we get done with the draft in May, the price being even higher when you look at this Bears roster. Yeah, I I would definitely agree there. And I, you know, Marcus, you mentioned bringing David Montgomery back. 
I think this is actually, you know, an even bigger opportunity. Save that money that you would spend on bringing David Montgomery back. We know Khalil Herbert, every time he's been asked to step into the role, has been one of the best players on that football field. Uh, This is a really deep running back class, right? Like this is a time where I think you can afford to have Khalil Herbert as the feature back um, draft your RB two in like the third round. And we know there are so many different guys, I think in this specific class that can fit that bill Um, go out, get yourself an Orlando Brown, like get these players that normally you wouldn't have the luxury to afford because Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to find that position in the draft and it's probably going to work out well. I'm just going to translate what Kate said to all the listeners. I have Khalil Herbert in every single dynasty league. David, Montgomery, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you were trying to say. But um, trying to say it being nice, right? It is. Yeah. But no, I'm still buying Khalil Herbert, but so I, I, like, I genuinely, I don't see the point. Like from, I, I agree with you. I, I'm going to, that's my this. thing. I think Khalil Herbert's a lot better than David Montgomery. I agree. So I, agree. Uh, I, I won't be surprised though if they bring David Montgomery back just because we do know they want to run the ball and Montgomery is a good player. Um, but I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, let's talk about the other side of this. We don't know who the Carolina Panthers are drafting yet, but we do know who the next Panthers quarterback is going to be throwing to. Uh, let's talk, discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything and anything, from money line to point scores to three-pointers drained, Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Kate. uh, The Panthers' weapons without DJ Moore now are pretty grim (laughs) my question to you is who is the number one pass catcher you want to own in this offense um that's a great question marcus i want nothing to do with any of them there is not a single pass catcher i am buying though somebody's gonna have the opportunity right like they can't just not throw the ball um but like even you know, they're, they're running back situation. Like Deontay Foreman's a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back, but like there are no offensive playmakers in this situation. Yep. And interestingly, what they kind of did was exactly what, you know, I said the bears decided not to do like yep. they, you know, they've traded away. Now they're, a, you know, I think a guy that you can use as that anchor in your receiver room and DJ Moore traded him away to draft a quarterback that now has nobody to throw to. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're going to have to make some sort of move. Like tell me what you think about this team going. We know Deandre Hopkins is on the market, right? Um, we know they're, they're going to be drafting a rookie 
quarterback who could use some, you know, just a stable asset. I'm not talking DeAndre Hopkins in his prime, but it's probably going to take like a second round. Do they have a second round pick anymore? Probably not. No, they they gave it up. Ah, yeah. okay. So maybe this. Although I think they might have one for the Christian McCaffrey trade. I'll have to double check on that. They might. Yeah, they might. Um, like I would love to see a move where they 40. bring in like a veteran guy um, to just be a stable receiving weapon. Cause outside of that, you're not setting your rookie up for success. I mean, you've got um, Ian Thomas signed through, through one more season. Um, LaVisca Chanel, like Terrace Marshall. Now Terrace Marshall is an interesting, interesting player, right? Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people were very high on Terrace Marshall and LaVisca Chanel for that matter. Um, but like, do they have all of the other assets to set them up for success? I don't, are not. you buying anybody? Cause I just like, I can't talk myself into any no. of these guys, even though, you know, like the price is non-existent. Like I can trade a, a song and a prayer for one of these guys, but it's like, do you want to, I don't see the upside. Yeah. Terrace Marshall, two years with the Panthers has 45 catches for 628 yards and a touchdown. I don't think all of a sudden he becomes a wide receiver too, right? Even for a team that's going to be playing with a rookie quarterback. To me, Kate, this feels very much like the situation that happened last year with Alan Lazard in Green Bay, right? Once Devontae Adams left, everybody bought up all these Alan Lazard shares because, hey, Aaron Rodgers has to throw this, the ball to somebody which, of course, that's the case, but it doesn't mean all of a sudden that guy is going to get 140 targets and be efficient. So I'm probably somebody who, when I I, I do, I have some Terrace Marshall in some dynasty leagues. I'm trying to move him now, right? Because I think he's going to be overvalued. The Panthers are going to bring probably two other veteran receivers in here. And I, I, I just don't see it with Terrace Marshall other than being like a you know, maybe he becomes an actual real life solid number two receiver, but I'm I'm selling right now. I mean, the interesting thing, Marcus. So, like, uh, his rookie season had uh, 30 targets, right? Um, didn't do a whole lot with them, but you know, 30 targets. That's that's not too shabby. He played less than 50 percent of offensive snaps in his rookie season. Sophomore season, his second season in the league, we saw that jump to over. Uh, 76% of offensive snaps. Guess what, Marcus? All that extra time on the field didn't yield much. He only got 17 more targets in 2022 than he did in his first season mm-hmm. in the NFL. Like, he didn't, he definitely didn't earn targets. We always talk about this targets are earned. You don't just get them because you show up. Um, well, Terrace Marshall, he was on the field, he was on the field a lot more in 2022 than than he had been the year prior and he the the targets don't really reflect that no i this panthers offense is going to be bad next year and it's going to be probably bad for a while and without a first round pick and with very 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 limited cap space i just don't see how it gets better unless the quarterback that you draft is transcendent and I don't know how you feel, Kate, about this quarterback pl- class. I think it's a good quarterback class. But do you see a transcendent quarterback that can overcome subpar talent here? 
No, I mean, we we even saw like Trevor Lawrence, who was touted as a generational talent, wasn't able to transcend what they'd set up in Jacksonville. I think that's probably the biggest loser uh, just across the board uh, is whatever rookie is drafted into this situation. They are the biggest loser of this situation because they are going to come into a pretty barren. Yep pretty barren group of skill players here and i don't know what you do with them it's rough and unless it's a guy like anthony richardson who has that floor with his legs uh, i don't think we're going to be able to bank on fantasy points from the number one overall pick for at least a little bit of time i agree uh really really quickly i'm talking like 15 seconds before we go uh aaron Rodgers still hasn't decided what he's doing (laughs) And I don't really want to talk about Aaron Rodgers until he's decided. I mean, any thoughts on this dumb, dumb situation? I'm so sick of it. He is literally handcuffing both of uh, both the Jets and the Packers at this point. Like, they're neither of these teams now have any idea of what moves they're going to be able to make in free agency. Like, it's just, it's not ideal. But you know what? Like the Jets knew exactly what they were signing up for when when they went all in on Aaron Rodgers. The Packers knew they had Jordan Love in the waiting, and now they're so antsy to get to him. But like they knew all this when they like both of these teams knew exactly what they were stepping into. So like that's that's what you get. This is he's just doing the Midwestern goodbye, right? It takes like it. Oh. If you've lived in the Midwest at all, you know that like it takes you know, an hour to say goodbye to everybody, right? You have to do the uh, rounds. And you got to do the rounds. You, you yeah. start off with, a, oh, we should probably get going here soon. And then you do the knee slap and you kind of start to stand up. Like, that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing here. He's just, <laughs> just waiting. Uh, so we'll discuss that as soon as it becomes official either way. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're also going to do free agency stuff all weekend, all week. Matt and Ryan back on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Kate, you and I, Thursday, Friday, breaking down all of the news. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft Show. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the legal tampering period period starting on Monday. We'll see you guys next time.